waiting for her to join the Zoom chat. In the meantime, get spooky. Yeah. Oh, there's beer in my computer. <laughs> Shit. Well. And that's how we podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Blythe Spirits. I'm Virginia Onisorge, and I'm back with some more spooky theater stories. How you guys doing? It's uh, still a pandemic. I know there's a weird feeling that some things are kind of back to normal, but not really at all back to normal. Certainly Broadway isn't happening. Um, they've definitely canceled Broadway through the end of May 2021, so... If you know somebody who works in live entertainment, send them happy thoughts, maybe give them a hug, but maybe a virtual hug from at least six feet away and wear a mask, you monsters. This episode is considerably later in being released than I wanted it to be. Since uh, Broadway is not happening, I've been working as a training to work and then working as a nail artist. So I had to go uh, last week and drive to Syracuse to take my licensing exam. So I had a little bit of a busy weekend and uh, haven't quite recovered from that. But we're here now. I've got my act together, more or less, and we're going to hear some really good stories tonight. All of the stories on this episode are about barter theater. And I will speak to two performers and the retired producing artistic director of barter theater. And they've got some really good background information, some personal experiences, some history. You're going to love it. Once again, I have to say, I did what I could with the audio quality. It's all remote recording. It's all Zoom audio or phone calls. So just bear with me. I'm learning. I promise. Actually, my husband, John, has helped a lot with uh, helping me try to figure out some of this audio. So big thanks to him. Uh, let's get to the spooky stuff. Our first guest is J.K.C. Barrett, who I know from the Book of Mormon. He has some background information, a little bit of history, good setup for the rest of the stories. So let's do it. I can't see you, but I can hear you. Oh, great. <laughs> that's all right. It's audio. So, you know, that's fine. That's all. Got, oh, here. I see. I see. <laughs> Where are you guys? We have been up in Western Mass in the Berkshires since, Very cool. since the end of May. It's really cool. I, yeah, it looked yeah. like you were at a cabin somewhere. Yeah, so. it looked, it's very cabiny for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's and awesome. Like it's got all like this horse tackle, and it's yeah, I was gonna say, what's all that stuff hanging on that column? Is it? It's like, all horse stuff. It's yeah, farm implements. Fun. Very old, not in use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be the person. You know, I mean, I guess it's on theme. It does look like a horror movie cabin. It. You know what? <laughs> yeah, purely decorative. That's so cool. Yeah, I got a good theater ghost story. All um, right, what, what you got? Where does it well, take place? When I was an intern, like right out of college, I got hired to be a, an intern, a barter player at Barter Theater. Okay. In Southwest Virginia, it's in Abingdon, Virginia, which is right on the, um, right on the border of like Tennessee and North Carolina. It's like where those states all meet. So Southwest, yeah. Southwest Virginia. And um, the theater itself uh, was built in 1831. So it's extremely old building, like a pre-Civil War building. Yeah. Um, was it always a theater? Was that what no, it was built it, for? It was built to be a Presbyterian church. Okay. But as soon as it was built, 
it like the church kind of disbanded and it was never used as an actual church. Oh, um, interesting. So it kind of has that look. It kind of has the look of a church. Um, and it's right there on Main Street. It's kind of like kind of like the uh the two main buildings there. They're right across the street from each other is the Martha Washington Inn, which is also like an early 1800s building. Okay. Big, big, beautiful, it's now a hotel. Um, and then across the street is what is now Barter Theater. Um, so they're both like pre-Civil War buildings. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, and the Martha Washington, I think was used as a, was used as a girl's school, a school for girls. Okay. Um, during that time, whenever Barter was being built to be a church, it was a school for girls. And so it, those, those two things kind of existed as that, except Barter was used, I think, as a, like a town hall, since it was never used as a church. Hmm. The theater building was used as a town hall. And then they also did, it was purely for entertainment purposes. Like they would have like traveling, you know, music, groups or travel yeah. you know theater productions that you know the town would come to see old in oldie oldie times you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> however <laughs> that worked e. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah however that worked a long time ago yeah. so that that that's how it existed and then along came the civil war so when the when the civil war came you know everything shut down and everything was for war purposes yeah uh, especially in south virginia i mean it was like the there was lots of civil war happening there yeah so the Martha Washington, the inn across, right across the street from Barter was, was transformed into a hospital. And I use hospital in quotes uh -huh. because one, uh, one floor was used as a hospital, but it was also a front for them to hide lots of guns and ammunition. Oh, no. Okay. Very big building. And this is all Confederate. Okay. All, all Confederate. Sure. Run. The Martha Virginia, Washington, yeah. the Confederate hospital. And across the street, uh, barter, I I'm not really sure what it was being used as, but it was, it was maybe like housing or something mm -hmm. for Confederate soldiers to, mm -hmm. uh, to hang out in or seek sure. refuge. But what they did is they dug a tunnel from the Martha Washington Inn or the Martha Washington School for Girls and dug a tunnel underneath the main street of Abingdon oh, wow. and it connects with Barter Theater. Is it still there? And it still exists today. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's still there. And, and I know I had to do all this because when I was an intern, I had to give tours of the theater. Oh, so, okay. So I was, because you're, you're, you know exactly what you're talking about. Like you sound yeah, like yeah. it's a fair. So I got on the phone with the, art, the now artistic director of Barnard uh -huh. Theater, <laughs> who was the head of my intern program. And she's now the boss, which is cool. cool. Like That's I got great. to call Katie and catch up with her and, and she refreshed my memory and all of Amazing. this. Amazing. I used to know it really well. So yeah, so there, there's the tunnel. The tunnel exists. They and they smuggle guns and ammunition from the Martha Washington to the theater. And somehow that's how the soldiers get them. And there were, two, there were two Confederate soldiers whose that's what their job was. They took the guns and ammunition from the Martha to the theater. And that's what they did back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. Well, the war goes along, war goes along, and at one point, the Union Army takes over Abingdon, takes over the whole town. So they take over the, the inn, and then they find the, they find the tunnel, and as they find the tunnel, they, they kind of capture these two Confederate soldiers whose job it was to smuggle those guns. Mm -hmm. They trap them on both sides and kill those dudes 
in the tunnel. Oh, no. Two Confederate soldiers who lost the war yeah. <laughs> were murdered in the tunnel. They're probably not thrilled about that. No. <laughs> no. So these, these two yeah. soldiers are, are murdered in the tunnel, and they, like, I don't know if they got their bodies out of there or if their bodies were still in there. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that's known. Hmm. So the the tunnel still exists, but it's been kind of closed up by doors, just doors. Okay. So those, and I don't know how long, like, the, when the doors came into play after the uh, after the war was over. But those two dudes were, their spirits were definitely still in that tunnel. Oh wow! So in, uh, and then uh, in the eighteen nineties, way you know, way after the war is over. Uh, they're doing main main street reconstruction. The street that the tunnel went under, they're mm -hmm. reconstructing it. Lots of construction, lots of heavy machinery, and the tunnel caves in. Oh no! In the 1890s. Wow. So when that happened, it is said that those two spirits, uh, one is trapped on the Martha Washington side, and one is trapped on the Barter Theater side. Oh and wow. And it has been said over the years that the spirit that haunts that the tunnel on the barter theater side is extremely, extremely angry. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's trapped. It can't get to the other side. And if it is because he can't like get to his like other spirit brother on the other side. Right. I don't know. It's just known that the barter, the barter Confederate soldier is very angry. Oh, God. And to this day, you can go down into the basement of the theater, which is where, um, Right now, it's the laundry room. You, it's like the wardrobe. Oh, laundry good. Room. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can still go down there and open wardrobe a door. Wardrobe always gets the creepiest pla places. Yeah. <laughs> you can open the door and you can see the tunnel. Oh, that's so eerie. And when you tell this story to kids and stuff, it's real good. Yeah. You know, you take tour tour groups down there and you kind of explain it as you're getting down there, and then you open that door and ooh, and. <laughs> The, uh, the fear That's factor cute. comes in. It's really good. People have felt it over the years. Again, this didn't happen to me, but people have felt it over the years. Uh, Marcy, who has been the head of Mainstage Wardrobe for years at Barter, has mm -hmm. had many, many uh, acquaintance, acquaintances with this guy. Okay. She's just tough as nails because she's down there. Literally, yeah. she's been there. I, I finished in at Barter in 2000. 11 okay and she was there way before me and she's still there and okay. she just kind of like tells the guy to like fuck off i'm doing work cool she's yeah and that's and if you knew marcy that's exactly the kind <laughs> of person that she is um Excellent. uh she she kind of i think marcy kind of deals with him all the time oh wow and just kind of lets it go and there are also um there's two other ghosts. It's said that the ghost of Robert Porterfield, who is the guy who turned the theater into a theater in the Depression, he like okay. started it. There, it had said that his ghost also haunts the main stage, but the, the audience, and he's extremely friendly. The rehearsal hall that we used at Barter and, and is still used today is, is like a mile away from the main stage. Oh, okay. And it's right next to the housing also. Mm -hmm. And that whole area up there was called the Stonewall Jackson School, which was also a school for girls. But mm -hmm. in the rehearsal hall, which was like kind of the auditorium for the school, uh -huh. um, there, is, there is an angry lady in there too. I don't know if she lived in there or she got trapped in there or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's more a Victorian era. She's in there 
And there's been many, many experiences where people have been in, people have been in her presence. Literally, when we came in, because we had to go in there a lot by ourselves to like get stuff. Mm-hmm. They told us like, hey, there's kind of a, there's a, there's a presence in here. And all you need to tell her is I'm just here to work. And she's oh. interesting. So there was a protocol, like there was a thing yeah, in yeah, place. Yeah, like, like, That's listen, cool. you might feel something in here. Yeah. And if you do, all you need to, all you need to say is like, I'm just here to work. And, interesting. and this lady will leave you alone which apparently is not the case with the civil war with the with the confederate soldier in the basement he's pissed katie brown is now the artistic director of the theater and she mm-hmm. said she was um in the rehearsal hall um kind of late at night before a day of rehearsal and just kind of like going through everything she was going to do the next day as uh yeah. directing Bla- um not black spirit i was going to say black <laughs> but not black spirit she was directing uh, arsenic and old lace Oh, sure. And yeah. there's a there's a chaise lounge she was using in, on the set, you know, and it was in the rehearsal hall. Mm-hmm. And it was late at night, and she was by herself, and she was looking down at her notebook. And at one point, she looked up, and there was a Victorian lady sitting, laying on the chaise lounge. And she said oh. she had dark hair and dark eyes. Mm-hmm. And Katie looked up and actually saw her. Oh, wow. And said, I'm just here to work. And, you know, and it, I, I mean, probably in the most peaceful Katie Brown way, just looked back <laughs> down at her notebook and looked back up and she was gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. She so, was so cool. She handled that so cool. I would have been out of there. That's yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I guess if you know Katie, she, uh, I, I could I could envision her the way that she would respond to that very yeah. situation. Because she's been there for a long time too, and she probably got the same ghost protocol as that we all got. Sure. You know. <laughs> she knew exactly she what you to just do. told her yeah. like, I'm just here to work. Yeah. And then the lady um let her keep going. That's really cool. But those those are the three ghosts of Barter Theater. And you know yeah. you never felt anything like yeah, from I any know. of these when you were there? I I, I like tried to workshop how I was gonna and I guess you, you know, it's just a story. And I was trying, yeah. trying to figure out like, oh, maybe I can just make it sound like I had an experience. <laughs> no, um, that's okay. We love, I mean, it's, I just like the stories. Like this whole thing is just, it just kind of works out because I just like hearing the stories. Even if it's just like the theater has this legend, like that's a great story. Yeah. I, I love hearing about that kind of thing. Anything I that's like kind of creepy and crawly. A lot of, the, a lot of places, especially if they were, converted into theaters seem to have an interesting background and there always seems to be like somebody hanging out yeah so well abingdon the town that barter is in yeah because of its civil war history like you can go to abingdon and do two or three different abingdon ghost tours wow cool because of all of these old ass buildings that were can you know were used as other things during the war and there was just tons of people that died there yeah you know also in barter's mm. small stage it has t- mm. uh, barter has two stages that run in rep there's two plays that go on in each theater okay. every season They're, they run two plays in the small theater and two plays in the big theater all at one time okay rep, rep 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 all the time <laughs> and there's a uh there's apparently a like they say there's a half a ghost in, <laughs> in the in the small theater uh, and it's just 
whatever apparition they've seen is just either the top part or the bottom part. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I just I'm just imagining just seeing a pair of legs walking yeah. across the stage somewhere. Yeah, exactly. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> that's well, so eerie. Totally. Like that I, I I know you're talking about like the legend of this is scary enough in its own. But yeah. that's like that's like a big part of like the barter tour because like that's what the, some the players the interns do is they give a tour of the theater a lot of the time okay after you know groups see a, a play or something there's, mm -hmm. there's like a, if you're in a group there's like a tour option it was part of like the agenda is to tell the ghost story because it's cool and people yeah. want people want to know about that stuff those are great stories theater ghosts are real <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm getting the idea. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Okay, Virginia, it was good talking to you. Good talking to you, too. Okay, a big thank you to Jay Casey Barrett for joining us. Those were some really good stories and good information. Uh, I really appreciate it. Next, we're going to hear from Richard Rose, who is the recently retired producing artistic director of Barter Theater. It, uh, I picked the perfect time to require, uh, to, to retire. I retired at the end of the year from Barter Theater as a producing oh. artistic director and uh um it's proved to be the perfect time to retire <laughs> i guess so <laughs> yeah you didn't you didn't know how good your timing was gonna be yeah i had no idea how long had you been at, at barter uh 27 years okay as wow. a producing artistic director that is a good run uh not bad yeah, yeah. i in the first uh well I quadrupled the attendance at Barter Theater over my time. Well, and Barter's a good, uh, I've got three or four or five for you, so. Fantastic. <laughs> it's, it sounds like it's a, it's a treasure trove there. Well, it's been around a long time, because yeah. it's the second oldest, second oldest regional theater in the United States. Uh, we started in, uh, in uh, 33 was the first season. Okay. It's actually founded in 32 and started in 33. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's got a lot of history, uh, and the building, we're the second oldest, uh, theater building, uh, continually existing theater in, in the United States. Wow. Um, uh, Philadelphia having the oldest. So, oh, sure. So, so, you know, we've got a lot of claim to fame from a history standpoint. So, so tell me about, tell me about your ghosts. Are these firsthand experiences or are these stories? You've uh, you others? know, I, I am what... I have certain beliefs about ghosts and mm -hmm. I believe people are receptive to them or they're not. Sure. I unfortunately am not a receptor. My, my, my brother's a, an electrical, one of my brother's electrical engineer. He firmly believes that all of that is based on, uh, on electrical impulses and mm. some people have and some people don't. I okay. just happen to not have that. I, I actually spent one through two summers living in a theater in Michigan city, Indiana. Uh, that was highly haunted. I mean, mm -hmm. people talked about it all the time. And uh, I lived in the theater and they said, are you sure you want to live here? And I said, I guarantee you, I will never see a ghost the whole time. I've... <laughs> and it never happened. I never did. As much as I desire to, I, I certainly yeah. believe in it in certain ways. But... I'm in the same boat. I, I've never seen anything that I, I think I want to, but I'm also kind of enough of a scaredy cat that I'm a little bit grateful that I've never actually seen anything. Still love the stories though. No, I've delved in the world of crossover uh, for, with a lot of folks over the years. Yeah. So I, I've, I've had too many friends who actually could see dead people. 
And oh, uh, one one from Barter Hero actually helps people cross over. Oh, fantastic! So uh, yeah, she said they appear in her house. Mm -hmm. They just appear in her house sometimes. Wow! Time. But she has a great sense. And she has a great ability to help them cross over. So oh, she's actually amazing. half Cherokee too. So okay, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess it. And if you're in that situation, it's something you're accustomed to. So it's probably not the shock that. I imagine in my head that it might be. It's probably just routine at this no, point. I've always wanted to. I've just yeah. never been. I mean, I've sat up nights in haunted theaters hoping to see some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm not a receptor. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and there are some rules. I've I've met a, 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 a Indian, a, a India Indian shaman who, who, uh, who kind of explained all the rules to me uh, when I was in California. And... Uh, so, you know, I, I, you can tell people to tell them to go away if they, if they, if you want to get rid of them and they, they will go away. So, yeah, I've heard that a lot and I've, I've heard that working well for, for people that yeah. I know that, that they've sort of set some ground rules and it's been. Although I have one to tell you about that, that, that was a little stubborn about going away. So. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's get into it. What you, want, you, got? you want to start with the best or you want to start with some of the more let's, bizarre? Let's work our way up. You want to work your way up? To the, to the oh, best. So I'm yeah. going to tell you the Barter Inn story, which is the problem of the one Lakrita told you about, okay. and maybe even Barrett. I'll tell you that one last then. Okay. Um, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you the first one is a scary room. That's and the scary room is in the basement of Barter Theater. Okay. Uh, and uh, in the scary room is the tunnel that connects the Barter Theater with across the street, the Martha Washington Inn, which is a big old, uh, well, old hotel barter owned it for a time but it was mm -hmm. it was a uh, uh, women's college prior to being a hotel okay and during the civil war uh it was used as a hospital uh the the i don't know how much you know about uh, uh the yankees and the confederate battles but the when the yankees were coming in uh, they would always allow the confederates to choose one building to save in wherever they were coming into uh, and uh, uh, that could use it as a hospital. Oh, so okay. uh, the, the Confederates chose the Martha Washington Inn. On the other hand, there was a tunnel between the Martha Washington Inn and the Barter Theater, uh, and uh, they were smuggling munitions from the basement of that, the Martha Washington Inn, through the Barter, through the Barter basement out the back door to fields okay. uh, to supply their soldiers. Okay. And that was something so, the union didn't know about then. That was something that, well, the yeah. union discovered it, but that's part of the okay. story. So, okay. so downstairs, and I've heard this story literally from no less than a hundred different alum wow. who have experienced this, the ghost in the scary room, the scary okay. room. Now uh, we've, we've solved that problem, <laughs> but the scary room, the scary room was just an uh, open room. Uh, went up to the orchestra pit it had an entrance to the orchestra pit, and uh, and it was under the front, uh, under the orchestra pit, and the front row of seats in the theater. Okay. The rows of seats. So it was just a, it was just an empty room, like mm -hmm. a storage room. Uh, then we use it now. Now it's a full wardrobe room. We have our own dry cleaning, dry cleaner machine. Oh, I've operated a dry cleaning machine. That's a that's a scary story in its own right. Sometimes. So this is in the scary room. So. And people would go out the scary room. They would go in the scary room, like to run lines uh, during the show or stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. But the, the story that everybody told of the scary room is if you went in there uh, and this ghost would come out, not you'd never be able to see it, but you could feel it. 
and you could feel it like a ice cold wave. Oh. Uh, and it was always behind you. Uh, oh. And it literally would make you so frightened that you would run out the door. Oh, no. Um, and this was true. This is the, the, everybody who's experienced has told the exact same story about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, and it would never follow you out the door, it would only take you as far as the door. Now, uh, I'm going to explain this first and then tell you the story of, uh, of something that occurred during my time mm -hmm. uh, about the scary room. Um, this tunnel that was used to uh, run uh, munitions through, run weapons through and, and, and stock munitions for the Confederate soldiers, two, uh, two people were killed in that tunnel, two Confederate soldiers who were discovered by the Union and, uh, and killed in the tunnel itself. Okay. So we've kind of always believed that they were the, that they were the ghosts, or at least one of them was a ghost haunting this tunnel. Mm -hmm. um, although it was also said, nobody knows the origin of this tunnel. It was also said that the origin of this tunnel could have was thought to have been made during the Underground Railway. That uh, that okay. uh, black settlers were uh, uh, went uh, were brought into the Martha Washington Inn, uh, into the college, and down and through the tunnels. And then below the tunnels are just uh, uh, miles, like thirty and forty miles of caverns. Oh wow! Uh, below the below the, Mar below the Barter Theater. Oh, um, so it was thought that they were they were actually smuggled. I've never seen that ever in any Underground Railway diary or any mention mm -hmm. of this region part of the Underground Railway. Okay. So I have great doubts about that. Okay. I believe more that that tunnel was dug during the Civil War and by the Confederates for this very purpose. Specifically for smuggling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's my belief on sure. it. Sure. So. I was, we, we were, we renovated the, we did a big renovation of the theater in, uh, in uh, my third, uh, my, in 1996, my fourth year here. And uh, during that renovation, uh, I got a call and it was pretty thorough renovation. I got a call about uh, two o'clock in the morning because we were working 24 seven. I got a call from the, from the project manager, uh, the evening project manager at the theater. Mm -hmm. And he said, you have to come over here. And I said, why? What's happened? And he said, well, four carpenters were sitting in this room underneath the theater and they were having their lunch break and they all got up, ran out of the room, never said anything to each other and refused to go back into the room. Oh, and no. I said, well, what, what did they say happened? They said, well, there was this ghost in the room and they all got scared by it at the same time, never talked about it and ran out of the room altogether. They left all of their tools in there oh. and they left their lunches in there and they won't go back in. I said, uh, I said, I'll come over in a minute. I'll tell them what's going on. Oh my God. So by unspoken Sorry, agreement, they all just got up and ran. All out. of them, all of them and all at the same time. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they up to that time had refused to say much about it, except that it was a ghost. So oh, I started okay. talking to them and they all relayed the same story about this feeling of this real cold and this draft and, and mm -hmm. this thing behind them. And they'd literally were so afraid they had to run out. Yeah. Wow. So I had to go in and get all of their tools mm -hmm. and all of their lunch boxes because they refused to go anywhere near the place. And for about a, a month, nobody would work in there. 
Oh my they God. You had to go find a different crew that wasn't part of these crews. Of course. Didn't know anything before they go finish the work that oh, they needed no. to do in there. Since we put the door in there, we put a door at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. um, and since we put the door in there, we've never seen this again. The, the, the ghosts have disappeared oh, since we okay. did all the renovation in there. Oh, interesting. Um, so, uh, so that was good. Uh, yeah. And that's the, that's, a, that's a scary room in the, in the tunnel story. Is the, uh, is the room by general agreement called the scary room? Does, it is do, the room. Still, even right now, it, right now it's a, it's a wardrobe room. It's, it contains, it's nice. It's really nicely that it contains mm -hmm. all the ironing boards, uh, everything for wardrobe, uh, uh -huh. uh, the, the washers and dryers, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the dry cleaning machine and, uh, and all the necessary, you know, sure. tables and stuff to, to maintain wardrobes. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really a nice layout, but, uh, but since we've converted it, and, and put a door in. We've never seen those, uh, those okay. ever again. Amazing. Um, and but if you go into the tunnel, the tunnel's all the tunnel's just like clay, clay uh, steps, and it's the tunnel is immensely spooky. I would imagine just by nature of what you said. And we only yeah. have the only part of it left. The rest of it's all gone okay. uh, to the Martha and stuff. That's all been filled in. Mm. And uh, Martha doesn't even have part of theirs anymore. They used to for a couple of years. And they, oh. they just put. Uh, they just put offices in it there so we've got the okay. only part of the tunnel left. so okay. it's, it's it's pretty amazing but it's pretty amazing the number of stories i heard from the 1930s all the way through to the 1990s wow so uh it, it it's it it it's more than just a myth sure <laughs> it sounds like it it's actually happened to people and then since i had this experience with the crew i went oh that's interesting yeah wow so uh so yeah it's kind of fun yeah and, and uh and and we've had uh, you know Ghostbuster kind of and ghosts. Okay. Uh, investigators. And tell and the investigators to come and and look for it, but they've never found it. So did you have any of the shows? There are so many yeah, of the all, shows. They there are there are five different shows that have spent the night in Barnard Theater. Really? Okay, I have to. And look And one that of them was now. here for three nights. Wow. I, I don't think they've ever aired anything on it because really? they never got it. Oh, of course. Yeah. They never really, uh, they never really, uh, um, yeah, never really materialized. I'm going to tell you this story. Okay. It's not about us, but it's about a, it's about a, uh, um, it's about a building about uh, uh, two doors away from Barter Theater. Okay. Uh, and uh, and Barter actors used to live there for a time. Um, a couple bought what was turned out to be the old uh, insane asylum at Barter th at uh, in Abingdon, Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're a Jewish couple. Uh, that's important, kind of important to the story. They mm -hmm. don't really believe in ghosts at all. Okay, okay. <laughs> and after they were there for about a week, they were having literally what you would term poltergeist problems. Their, their cabinet doors would swing open and stuff would fall from their cabinets. Their uh, oven door would fall open. Their refrigerator doors were open and things would fall out of the refrigerator. Oh, no. uh, so their whole kitchen was having truly poltergeist problems. I kept saying it was, uh, it was probably uh, just a railroad, uh, railroad tracks not far from the house. So I oh. said it was just a railroad train going by, but they weren't having any problems with that anywhere else in the house. Oh, interesting. And it got so bad. And they had a young, they just had a young daughter. They just had a daughter. So it got so bad, they actually started asking people what to do. Mm. And the only suggestion that came to them was to call a Catholic priest and do an exorcism. 
because wow. it was really getting dangerous. And, and I mean, it never happened when they were in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they called this Catholic priest who was an expert in expert exorcism. Interesting. And he came, yeah, I know, this yeah. is Jewish, coming from a Jewish couple, it's even funnier. Um, and so he, he came, I mean, he came at their request. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, he looked over the place, he stayed overnight. He, uh, and he talked to them in the morning. He said, this is not, this is not an exorcism issue. Oh. Uh, and they said, well, what is it? And he said, well, the only thing I can recommend, he says, I know an American Indian shaman and I recommend you bring him in because he's had great success with this kind of offense. Mm-hmm. And so they did, they, they called this guy up. Uh, I believe he was, I believe he was a Blackfoot, but, um, uh, he was known and kind of very well as an Indian shaman. Okay. And so he came in and he inspected the house. And he said, well, here's what you have to do. He said, if you change this door and you change this door, the problem will go away. They will, they will cease to, they will cease to, I, I said early feng shui, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, and they literally changed the two doors and that was it. They never saw it again. Really? Uh-huh. And the Indian said, you know, there are certain things about these and certain energies and certain things that you can solve and that will solve the problem. Uh, which is what I think we did when we did the theater, by the way. Oh, I think we okay. solved because we, we, I did that with that in mind. Having met this shaman from India in, mm-hmm. while I was in grad school and having actually, I got to meet this other Indian shaman Okay. Uh, so having done that, having done that, I went, oh, well, there yeah. are certain ways to do this. So okay. uh, just to say this, our, in the theater at Barter Theater, Bob Porterfield was notorious for making appearances um, and, and uh, notorious for making appearances either outside the windows upstairs across the street. People would see him glancing outside the window at night. Oh, okay. Uh, with a light like he's looking him. out from the, like, the windows? Okay. That's correct. Uh, or, or frequently people would see him on opening night. You'd see a white man, a, a man dressed in white. He, he wore white a lot. Okay. I call him the Colonel, Colonel Sanders of uh, American <laughs> theater. He, he, he did. He wore white suits a lot. <laughs> nice. Um, and people would see him sitting up in the balcony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you would hear patrons talk about the fact, you know, there was this guy in the balcony. I mean, patrons who didn't know Bob Porter. So this yeah. guy in the balcony, I was talking to him and then I didn't see him after the show. Uh, and they would talk about the conversations they had with him. Uh-huh. Were they always the uh, same conversations or was absolutely. it Absolutely. Okay. Uh, always the same. And, and always the same thing about the actor seeing him. And it was considered, became considering a, 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 a good, good luck omen if you saw Robert Porter. Sure. Him. So uh, uh, this only happened once, to my knowledge, once I got to the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were doing a, a, uh, the opening of um, Miracle Worker. Okay. And the actors, after the show, were talking to me about, we had uh, right off the edge of the stage were two opera boxes that, that actually impeded the stage a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, um, very weird. They're gone now. I get rid of them. Okay. But <laughs> they, they were they were there, and uh, the actors were talking about this man dressed in white who was sitting in the opera box. And I said, 
I just watched this show. There was no man dressed in white sitting in the opera box. In fact, there were only two young kids and a mother sitting in the opera box. Hmm. <laughs> and they said, no, there's this man in white. And they all saw it. All right. the whole cast saw it. They talked about it at intermission. Uh-huh. Uh, they said, they said, he stood when the uh, when the show was done and applauded, and then walked down the aisle. And I said, "Well, no, he didn't," because <laughs> I was sitting right on the aisle they were talking about. So we all assumed they saw about Bob Porterfield. Sure. And these were not people who knew any of that. These were not actors who knew anything about that mm-hmm. tradition. Or anything. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah. So what we. So what we did, I, we renovated the theater during my time, uh, right at night, almost a year after, two years after I got there. Mm. Um, in 1996, we renovated the theater. And the first thing we did before we, Bob Porter is a portrait of Bob Porterfield that usually was out in the hallway, a uh, beautiful portrait. So we did a, a whole night candle night vigil where we took Bob Porterfield's portrait through the entire theater. So he could know where everything was in the newly renovated theater. I mean, every nook and cranny and closet and everything. And this portrait's big. So there's about about 15 of us that did this, all with candlelight. It was total fun. (laughs) That's absolutely total fun. But we've never seen Bob Porterfield since. Yeah, he knows where everything is. That's correct. And also, we put his portrait in the theater rather than in the lobby. So we figured he was at home and very comfortable. That actually uh, is interesting. He doesn't have to appear that's separately to see the shows. He's that's just correct. <laughs> I like that. So that's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. and, and so there's been, there's been Bob Porterfield sightings in the theater for on and off. Okay. Uh, let me tell you about the rehearsal hall. <gasps> yes. Because uh, this is one that I did not experience personally, but experienced the results of it. Oh. There was long uh, a legend uh, about this woman who, uh, who cleaned the barter in. Uh, our barter in is the one I'll tell you about the last because okay. it's, the, it's the one you've heard about a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> barter, the, she cleaned the barter in and she used to do seances in what they called the pyramid room, uh, mm. uh, which was a set of the rehearsal hall was made up of, uh, was an old building that was uh, um, the Stonewall Jackson School uh, built in the, uh, built in the, 1916 uh, to 1918, and it had a huge auditorium. And Barter performed that auditorium for a little bit during oh, okay. uh, before the Depression. Uh, before that, we were at the theater we're in, and during their time, a, 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 a British uh, gentleman had had rented the theater and turned it into a presenting house for two years. Okay. And then he went out of business. So Barter performed in two years up at this theater. Um, Gregory Peck made his premiere at this theater. Oh, wow. Uh, and so did Patricia Neal uh, oh and uh, Elizabeth Wilson and a whole bunch of others. That's got quite a pedigree, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. The theater does and <laughs> yeah. so does the space. So anyway, the back of this was built all into music rooms. because uh, um, the So the back were all classrooms that had been converted uh, when Barter used it into dressing rooms and mm. actually some of the actors lived back there. Oh, cool. Um, but there's a couple of big empty rooms up there that we used for storage. And she had converted one of these storage into what we call the pyramid room. Mm-hmm. It was a pyramid room because she would draw these pyramids. Uh, these pyramids were painted on the wall mm-hmm. and it also had a sloping roof, almost like a pyramid. Oh, cool. So she would hold seances back there. 
and she would pull evil spirits from her from the people that that she was working with okay uh so the the image the myth around this room is that it was filled with evil spirits uh so nobody ever went into the pyramid room sure ever okay in fact even when i got there nobody was still going into the pyramid room interesting i mean they didn't have it locked off but they would not go into it it was just understood <laughs> it was just yes um so we were rehearsing the woman the woman uh who was uh who was this uh housekeeper uh died about uh four or five years before I got there. And okay. there were some things about, because of the pyramid room, that the rehearsal halls there were all haunted and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So um, we were rehearsing on a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. A friend of mine uh, that I brought in was directing it. Uh -huh. And I just happened to be coming over toward the end of, uh, well, it wasn't even the end of rehearsal, about the middle of rehearsal, one evening, about six o'clock and 6.30 in the evening. So it was still light out. Mm -hmm. And I pulled up to the rehearsal. And just as I pulled up, the whole cast, literally the whole cast and the music director, because they were doing music rehearsals, came running out of the theater, out of the rehearsal. I mean, they were just flooding out of the rehearsal. Oh, no. And I said, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and the music director stopped and a couple of other things back and said, well, here's what happened. <laughs> they were rehearsing when they heard footsteps coming across the hall. Okay. All of them, they all heard this. Uh -huh. <laughs> footsteps coming across the hall. They couldn't see anything. Uh -huh. They could just hear these footsteps coming across the hall. And then a voice started out and said, get the hell out. Oh no. <laughs> Which point they did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't have to tell them twice. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> but the whole cast heard this. I mean, there's 22 people that's, that, that witnessed this. That's a lot so, of confirmation. So uh, I said, you sure it wasn't one of the actors who said this and just didn't want to rehearse? <laughs> but they all said, no, it wasn't the voice they recognized that it didn't come. And it was way louder than anybody could. Oh, wow. And there had been stories about about this, this whatever it is, walking around the building. Okay. Or hearing it on occasion, hearing footsteps. Mm -hmm. uh, but never hearing voices. So that oh. was the first time voices were ever heard. Interesting. Uh, so uh, immediately after that, we actually had divided, we actually took the space and divided it up into multiple rehearsal halls and mm -hmm. did some did some renovation up there. And with mm -hmm. that renovation, that all went away as well. Never, okay. never, never witnessed that, that ghost again either. But uh, but that was a pretty interesting moment. It took me a full day to convince everybody they had to go back to their house. Oh no, I was going to ask if they if they reconvened. <laughs> they were that not day. so willing. Yeah, <laughs> they're just rehearsing in the. They woods certainly now didn't go back that night. They were like, "We're no. not back in there." No, I don't blame them. That's yeah, interesting I guess so. though, because I know that like usually a lot of times you hear that when renovations start, activity can pick up, but I don't know. I don't hear much about the aftermath of the renovations if things kept up. Or if things stopped, so yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 I've known only one place in my lifetime of of haunted theaters that the haunting continued after a renovation. Okay, that's the only one I know of. That's so interesting. Um, and and so I, I generally, I suspect renovations by themselves probably make enough stuff change that mm. that it it changes the if if you believe this is all energy, yeah. Of, 
-hmm. it changes the energy uh, and it either disperses it or, or, or causes it not to be able to have access anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That would certainly support that idea, especially with yeah. the idea of like, if you change a doorway and another doorway, yeah. it would disrupt an energy flow and then yeah. suddenly it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So here's, here's, here's the story that brought you to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is the story of a room at the Barter Inn. The Barter Inn, uh, as you probably know, is, uh, is, 55, uh, is 55 rooms. Mm -hmm. It was built as a residency in for the Stonewall Jackson School, upon which uh, Barter owns that property. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just so you know, we have since renovated that entirely, and this ghost is no longer there. Oh, okay. Because we changed the room entirely that it was in. Okay. But there was a room uh, on the second floor mm -hmm. that, um, let me say this, anybody that I brought in there, that an actor or actress that, brought in, that we brought in, who was at all a receptor to ghosts, mm -hmm. would walk in that room and said, I can't stay here. Okay. I can't stay here. There's a ghost haunting in this room and I can't stay here. Okay. I mean, we, we heard that constantly. Interesting. Uh, and then the business manager who, uh, who had been there for a long time, because uh, our, 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 our offices at that time were also in the first floor of the Barter Inn. So we were in that building. Um, she said, oh, yes, uh, that room's haunted. That room's definitely haunted. And she said, uh, 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 some people just won't stay there. And I'm just warning you. And so well, that proved to be true. I mean, people okay. can walk in immediately. Uh-huh. If you really receptive um so we were at a party one night at my house mm -hmm. um which is probably what lucrita might be referring to we had our my house uh, our house that we were renting at that time was our far from the theater we had parties a lot at my house nice. but we were at a party one night we had a bunch of alumni at that party mm -hmm. uh people uh, who had read a party in the past and somebody started talking about the about this room and one person started the story and another person stopped them and finished the story. Oh, interesting. And, and then I had this happen with a bunch of alum a couple of years later, okay. where one person would start the story, another person would finish it, another person would say something else about, <laughs> about this very room. Uh -huh. So clearly this was, I'm going to tell you about the ghosts and then tell you what happened in the room. Okay. Um, the ghost... Uh, was apparently quite nasty mm. uh, and started it out with voices from underneath the bed. Oh, that's already voice, bad. That's already bad. That's yes. not good. <laughs> and these voices were, uh, had a pretty foul language about them. Let okay. me say that. Uh, this, 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 this ghost would curse up a storm. Okay. And then frequently they could actually see this ghost kind of, frequently would stand at the foot of the bed oh no and curse at you oh my god so i had a uh, i won't name names because you might know this person Fair. you might have run into this person on broadway Fair enough. so i had a i had a, a a good friend of mine who was coming down uh to do uh three or four shows for us and he stayed in this room because mm -hmm. from as much as I'd known him, he'd never talked about ghosts. He never dealt with ghosts. Sure. And and his wife, uh, who you might also know, uh, was going to be coming down. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, 
well, my wife's coming down. I he came to my office one day and said, my wife's coming down. Uh, and I really need a different, a different room. And I said, why? That room's plenty big enough. And he said, oh, no, no, no. He said, it's the ghost in the room that I need. And I said, what do you mean? And he started telling me this story about this ghost, uh -huh. about the voices coming out of the bed, about standing at the edge of the bed. This uh -huh. has been going on. He had been there for three or four weeks. He just This stayed? has been going on every night for three or four weeks. Ah. <laughs> I said, so why the hell didn't you tell me about yeah. this? Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, well, um, I just figured it was me. I didn't. <laughs> I said, I said, so do me a favor. When this happens to, I said, I'll, we'll definitely get you a different room. No, uh -huh. don't worry about it. I said, when this happens tonight, uh-huh. Tell it to go away. Tell it they have no right to be there and they have to go away. Mm -hmm. And and I said, and I think you'll not see him for the rest of your time here. Okay. So he did, and it did. It stopped, it went away, and he never saw it for the rest of his time. So when his wife came, they stayed, stayed in that same room. And she didn't see anything or hear anything? No. The, okay. the next, the occupants of that room saw it all over again. Okay. <laughs> but they were gone by the time, that, right. by the, anytime he was there. <laughs> It'll leave you but alone. But apparently this ghost was scary. I mean, really? everything said about it was that, and it pretty much said the kind of same swear words sure. and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, made himself, made, made himself known, definitely male, mm. uh, made himself known mm -hmm. and uh, scared the bejesus out of everybody who lived there. And as I said, receptors wouldn't even go into the room. Yeah. I mean, you'd open the door of the room and they go, I can't go. In. Okay. So it was that immediate. Yeah. That's if, you have, if you're a receptor. So that yeah. presence stood there. Now here's what happened in that room. Uh, you may be the first public anything about what happened in that room. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> I love it. Okay. This, Lay it on so me. this is a this is a story I probably was sworn to secrecy about. Uh, <laughs> but what the hell? You're retired. It doesn't count anymore. I'm right? retired, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. <laughs> and everybody associated with it from yeah. way back is all dead. Perfect. So uh, it doesn't really matter. Great. What happened well, in great. that room? is that there was a young intern of the theater. Mm -hmm. Well, he was an acting intern of the theater who hung himself, or oh, I gosh. actually shouldn't say that. He was found hanging from his light fixture. Oh, wow. Uh, and, it, and, and it happened in kind of a weird sort of way. Okay. Uh, there was a show that was supposed to be starting, a, a children's show supposed to be starting at Barter, stage two, mm -hmm. uh, what then was known as the Barter Playhouse. And Pearl Heider, who was the business manager, got a call from the theater, from the director, saying, uh, so-and-so hasn't showed up. Oh. So uh, I don't know where he is. Can you go up and check on him? Because he's supposed to be here, and he's always been. He's never been a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and so she went up and checked and found him hanging in that position. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I shouldn't say, I, I take that back. He might not have really been hanging. He was, uh, he might have had a thing around his neck and he was on his bed, on the bed. Okay. So she was, she was the one who discovered him. Mm -hmm. uh, just to say, just to say a little bit about this person mm -hmm. is this person uh, came from a very wealthy family mm -hmm. uh, in Virginia. Uh, when they contacted him about 
this. They re refused to come to the body. They refused to have anything to do with him. Really? Yeah. He was also, by the way, dressed in women's clothes. Uh, okay. Little, little bit of a potential scandal at the time, I guess then. Well, I think that hanging or whatever happened. Yeah. Uh, and so Barter actually buried him. Barter actually paid Aww. for, a, uh, for a, a grave and a gravestone and buried him. So these, is he nearby near to the theater? Uh, he's in, yeah, he's in, let me put it this way. He's in the same cemetery that Bob Porterfield is in, okay. is buried in. So, okay. Uh, who founded the theater. So, um, and the interesting part of all this is that room has been haunted ever since then. Okay. Ever since that occurred. So we're, we make the assumption that that person is the person who haunted. Uh, the anger, we don't know where it comes from because apparently from everybody who knew him, mm -hmm. he was a gentle soul and they huh. uh, got along with everybody. That way, that was really the more scandalous part of it is yeah. Why would anybody dislike him? There was some yeah. conjecture. Mm -hmm. Again, this is conjecture that maybe he died. Uh, what I what I call asphyxiation sex was. Oh sure. Very uh, was very prevalent at that point in time. Okay. So, so maybe something uh, got the, out of hand. People who people who were around the theater at that time felt that that was probably what happened, but nobody knew with who. Okay. And nobody in the company. Uh, even at the time that police kind of looked into it quietly because mm -hmm. it was Barter Theater. They didn't want to hurt Barter's reputation. Okay. Never did find out anything. Never did. Uh, never did even seem like anybody was guilty of it. So huh. they don't know if it was some party outside or if, right. or if he asphyxiated himself, which also could have happened. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it was a big thing. But that room was the ghost of ghosts, as wow. in my experience. Because, uh, yeah, just a sling of swear words was yeah. pretty awful. And also coming from under the bed That's to horrifying. standing at the foot of the bed is yes. even more horrifying. Would it, would it linger all night? Would it just um, stay there once come it and, showed up? Come and went was the story I have. Really? Okay. Yeah. Or one appearance huh. per night. Either huh. way, sometimes come and gone, sometimes one appearance. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I wonder where the anger came from. I mean... Maybe just yeah, being the abandoned by death. yeah yeah or, or being yeah the manner of death or being abandoned yeah being left by his family and ignored yeah. basically that's terrible yeah Gosh. well apparently uh, the family unknown to the barter until until they wouldn't claim the body sure. uh, the parent the the family had kind of disowned them anyway that's very kind sad yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that that and and that room now we've uh, we've changed all those rooms. I mean, we totally got it and and yeah. revamped the things because they didn't all have individual bathrooms and stuff. And we've done oh, okay. bring them up to modern codes. So have all of your ghosts kind of dispersed now that things have been updated? Oh no, we've got a few fun? that have hung around. Okay. We've got a few that are new. Um, huh. There was a, a good friend of mine who was the associate artistic director for many years uh -huh. who died uh, from cancer. Uh, and, he, and he literally he literally worked with us uh, right until he died. He, he directed wow. his last show at the opening night of his last show. He died within a week of Oh cancer. my gosh. Uh, and, uh, you know, he pulls little pranks at the theater every now and then. And in the rehearsal halls, we have his, we have a painted uh, painting of him in the rehearsal hall, uh, -huh. uh that, that we, uh, we did after he died, uh, at, we, 
uh, one of the rehearsals named after him. And he pulls little pranks every now and then. In fact, uh, my wife is a costume, was a costume designer mm. for many years, and, uh, uh -huh. and also, uh, and she would go in at night, like up to the storage rooms. Yeah. And she start hearing little things and she starts seeing little things happen. And she said, okay, Tom, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing pranks, you're scaring me. And he would. That's nice, that's good. So, and the same at the theater. He would yeah. pull little pranks. Things would disappear and suddenly they'd reappear. And, okay, you know, stuff like that's that. kind of fun. That's... So yeah, he was a bit of a prankster anyway. Okay, uh, so he just so carried that through. It's a character yeah. with who he is. <laughs> uh, and so we have that and, uh, okay. and uh, we have one or two other two people who, who uh, who spent their spent their final years at Barter Theater? Who kind of hang around every now and then? That's kind of um, nice. All in good ways. No, no, sure. no nasty, no nasty ghosts. No more anymore. cursing ghosts that stand at the. No foot more of your cursing bed. ghosts. No nasty That's ghosts. Good. good karma. Good karma yeah. all the way around. Oh, good. That's good. And prankster ghosts are kind of more fun than. <laughs> I would think so. That'd be a little more delightful than something standing at the foot of your it bed. It could be a naughty during tech, especially. Yeah. But... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see that getting a little tiresome if you're in yes, a 10 out of 12. Exactly. <laughs> Might go a little far. But at but... least with Tom, every time he said, Tom, stop it, they would. Oh, that's great. That's all you need. As long as yeah. there's some some way to cut it out when you need to. But we were, uh, we, I have this story to tell, which is kind mm -hmm. of interesting and um, kind of a just cool story in a way. We always did a big event in the fall announcing our next year's season because we ran on a calendar year. Okay. Um, so uh, we would uh, about uh, October, we would do sometime in October, we would do a, uh, a, a rollout of the next season with all the cast and stuff. It was always a big event. Mm -hmm. And we were doing that one year and all of the lights went out for about two minutes. And right in the right in the side, I was just starting to do the speech and was talking about Bob Porterfield and all the lights went out. Oh no. For and it was literally about two two minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, usually when that happens, somebody's hit a uh, somebody's hit a pole in town or one of the transformers got whatever. Turns out nothing happened anywhere else in town. Nothing. Just the theater lights went out for two minutes. Huh. It also turned out, because we weren't really paying any attention to this, to be the anniversary, the 65th anniversary, 65th or 65th anniversary, or 60th anniversary of Bob Porterfield's death. Okay. And you had just mentioned his name. And I had just mentioned his name. And he was saying, hey, I'm here. <laughs> and getting that in retrospect, it's funny because the newspapers offered a whole thing the next day about Bob Porterfield's death, an anniversary of his death. Okay. And we're like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, by the way, yesterday being the anniversary of death, apparently he made an appearance. I guess so. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and just two moments of silence for Bob Porterfield. <laughs> I like that he forced that. He was like, okay, everybody, we're going we're gonna to take that's it down right. for a second. That's right. <laughs> That's so yeah, great. we figure he's still looking over the place. So. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you. I it's really, been uh, lovely chatting with you. Thank you thanks, so much. Thanks for calling. This was a pleasure. It's a real joy. If you're ever up in New York, let me know. I'll buy you a cocktail. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'll buy we'll you a cocktail. You. All right. Thanks. <laughs> talk to you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good one.
Thank you so much to Mr. Richard Rose. That was a delightful conversation. I really appreciated you taking the time to uh, speak with me. That was fantastic. Now let's hear from Lacrita, who is a an immensely talented performer who I met years ago doing a Book of Mormon tour. Lacrita has some stories about the housing at Barter Theater. So let's do it. Lacrita, do you want to give us a little resume rundown, a little info about you before we get to spooky stuff? Oh, I always get so shy when this happens. Um, I'm Lakita, <laughs> uh, originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I got my start at the Coterie Theater in Crown Center. Yes. They have the most of my heart. I love them so much. Um, and then uh, I got my Broadway debut doing Disaster with Seth And then I dabbled in a little film and television. I did a, a movie with, um, let's see. I Gosh, I keep forgetting. Oh gosh, maybe I think you guys know this. Um, she her name is Jennifer Lopez. Does that does that ring no, a bell? It doesn't. Really? It doesn't ring any bells. No. <laughs> I don't go to the movies very often. <laughs> no, you're fancy. You you did a J Lo uh, movie. <laughs> that was that, that was pretty cool. I learned a lot. Um, I also like to think of, of these experiences as learning experiences. And I definitely learned a lot on set. Yeah. I was on set quite a bit. I was not expecting to be all in through that movie the way that I ended up being. So that was the blessing. Yeah, you popped up a lot in that movie. Right? Oh my God. I great. wish I would have had the foresight to ask for more of the clothes because there was some really uh, cute outfits. Yeah. <laughs> so now are these personal experiences? You yes, did have a personal is, experience, right? These now. are personal experiences. I think Amazing. I saw my first ghost in my house, actually. Um, and I already believed in the spiritual realm, mm -hmm. um, but I remember getting up to go use the bathroom and um, I heard the stairs always creak. Uh -huh. so I thought my mother was going downstairs. So I was gonna be uh -huh. cheeky and be like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Oh no. And when I got to the top of the stairs, there was a little girl in a pink dress walking down the stairs. And she had her arms stretched out, but she didn't have hands. So it was just like oh. her arms just tapered into points as she oh. walked down the stairs. And I did not go to the bathroom. I did the whole Scooby-Doo tiptoe back to my bed and pulled my, my covers over my head. And I mean, I don't think I peed the rest of the night. Because <laughs> I was too scared to go back in the hallway. But like, I, and I yeah. never saw her again. I don't know why she was there. I don't know what that was, oh, wow. who she was, but that was the very first time I saw a ghost. Oof. That's, uh, did you tell your mom about it the next day? No, I never told her. No. Never mm -hmm. told her. And mm -hmm. there was no, there were no whisperings or indications that there was anything in the house before that? That was the first? No. That was the first. Interesting. That was the first. And did you see her after that? No, never saw her after that. And then there was nothing ghosty that happened between then and then when I went to barter. So I got the brunt of everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> made up for all the times that I hadn't seen anything. Well, that's good. You need balance like that. <laughs> so when did you, when were you uh, at barter? And oh, what God. were you there doing? What shows? Uh, oh, well, the first time I went, and nothing ghosty happened the first time that I was down there, which is probably good oh, okay. because I probably would not have gone back. <laughs> um, 
but yeah. I was down there doing uh uh what's it called uh Xanadu. Oh, oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, and it was really cool because that was the only show that I was doing. So I wasn't in mm-hmm. rep, so I had a lot of free time, which is probably why I should have seen more ghosts then <laughs> than I saw before sure. the second time around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was sharing a bathroom and um and then we shared the kitchen across the hallway. Okay. When I came back, I was doing Avenue Q and doing uh, Legally Blonde. And so they were sweet enough to put me in where they usually put the directors. So this suite had its own bathroom, bathtub, uh, and its own kitchen and little dining area. Um, Very nice. And uh, I was on the second floor this time around. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, one night, um, a group of us were sitting. So there's kitchens on each end of the, um, the after housing. It's a really okay. long building, long enough to mm. have two kitchens on each floor. Okay. So we were down at the opposite end of my bedroom um, and just sitting around talking, talking, not talking about anything in particular. And in that mm. kitchen, people have seen people walk by the door. Okay. But like, everyone who is involved in that end of the uh the actor housing is in the kitchen okay so there's no one left mm. to be walking past mm. and also all those rooms are empty because all of them are in the kitchen so there's no yeah. one who is going to or coming from yeah so we're sitting there and we're talking and one of the guys had a dog <laughs> And there's just a Uh, bit of a lull in the conversation. And then one of the cupboard doors just slowly opened. Now, from my perspective, when I looked into the cupboard, there were no, there wasn't anything in there. It was just dark. Was this like, like a, like above the counter kind of cabinet or was it like a, okay. Above the counter. And it just slowly opened and we all like caught a glimpse of it. And then uh-huh. spontaneously, we all got up and just left. We, all of us was like, oh, yep, time to go. Nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even close the cupboard. We just left. <laughs> yeah. There, wow. You guys were not having it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We weren't trying to ask who's here. We weren't trying to have no kind of conversation with Mr. No Food contact. Into that cupboard. It wasn't any of yes. us. No one touched it. We were all on the opposite side of the kitchen, sitting at the table. And then we said, and this wasn't it. a cupboard that like swings open. This wasn't something that like, no, oh, the cupboard is open again. Down there. And so they yeah. had never opened, but it was also kind of late. So I think that they, it was just ready for us to be quiet and get out. Oh, like somebody was telling you to go to hell to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like, oh, it just kind of popped open. It was just this slow, yeah. no creaking, no nothing. It was silent. And it just wow. slowly opened and you couldn't, I couldn't, I, you could have, if you have asked anyone else, maybe they did, but like, oh, I couldn't God. see dishes or anything in there. It was just, right. and I was like, yep, right. I'm out, I'm out. Done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's probably the smartest reaction. <laughs> no questions. Listen, I'm not to bed. No, 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 you no, win. Go. I'm leaving forever. Yeah. <laughs> You got what you wanted. I'm not coming back down there. <laughs> yes. That's more in keeping with, I think, my expected reaction if I ever saw a ghost. Absolutely. <laughs> it's your kitchen now. I guess I'll just get takeout for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. 
I'll just go grill. I'll just go grill in the backyard. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's a outside, but it's fine. Yeah, no, it's yeah, fine. It's fine. good. It's fine. No, it's fine. I've got, I've got a microwave downstairs. It's great. <laughs> That's pretty creepy. So was there, was there like a lot of talk about that for a little while after it happened or? Um, in my recollection, we didn't really talk about it. Okay. Uh, it just, just kind of like passed. We really, yeah, that was enough. Like we really didn't talk much about whoever walked mm-hmm. past the doorway for them. Like I'm oh, not going to sure. press anybody about it. And I didn't also talk to the resident actors um, mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. out where things had happened to because we knew that someone had passed away in one of the rooms. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, no one wanted to know which room that happened in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because someone okay. had passed away like in the recent years. Now that whole actor housing has some ghostly things that happened and all that stuff is civil war stuff. And, um, yes. you know, the ghosts in the Shakespeare garden and the ghosts in the rehearsal hall. Like I knew of those things. I never saw any of those things, never saw any orbs out there or lights out there. Okay. I also wasn't looking after dark right. to find anything. No, because yeah. you, no. you know, because you know. Listen, seeing ghosts on TV, like paranormal encounters and stuff like that is one thing. But seeing yeah. them, quote unquote, in the flesh, no, 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 no. But none of them seem to be like trying to, to maliciously hurt anybody, uh, which is why nothing more has been done. You just, find, yeah. whatever the rules are, you find out what the rules are and you, you follow the rules. But when I was back for the second time in the director's room, sleep, right. um, I often bring pictures of my mom. She is dearly departed. And so I always have like a picture of her or two, um, mm-hmm. one for the night side, uh, the bedside table or whatever. And if I can, one to put on the wall. So there just happened to be oh, nice. um, a nail in the wall and between the bathroom and the television. Um, so mm-hmm. I used that to put uh, one of my mom's pictures on the wall. And it's an original print. Mm-hmm. And so oh, one day so- there had been a heavy rain and the wall started leaking and it was just like one stream of water that was like oh, right wow. down the center of the picture. Oh no. Well, I had put a towel up there when I when I finally caught it because it had been dripping for right. a while. Um, so when yeah, I finally yeah. caught it, I put a towel up there um, to just kind of stop up some of the water because it wasn't a stream, but it was definitely water coming down the wall. Sure. Um, and it felt, you know, kind of static electricity, like the, you know, the arm, the hair on your arm okay. was kind of prickly. But I didn't really yeah, think much really. about it. I was just like, oh, well, it's a thunderstorm. So that's probably what it is. The lightning is really yeah. low. So that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, a few nights later, um, it started raining before I went to bed. So I said, okay, well, I'll just take the picture off the wall. And that was the only picture that I had this time around. I'll just put it in the chair. So there was a chair across the room from the bed. So I'll just put it in the chair. Um, that way I don't have to worry about the picture getting ruined because it's an original right. and I don't have a copy of it. So let me just better safe than sorry. I don't want to get ruined. Absolutely. So in the middle of the night, and I don't know, you know, things happen like three o'clock, three thirty-three. I don't know, but I didn't because I didn't have a clock on the wall because I right. had taken it down to the picture up. Um I hear a bang. And I sit up immediately and I said, He shot himself. <gasps> and I was like, well, now, Laprida, who shot himself? And who are you talking to? And how do you know this? Yeah. And I looked across the room 
because someone else had told me a ghost story about an empty chair. And so since then, it, that had kind of freaked me out. And I looked at sure, the chair yeah. and my mom's picture was in the chair and everything was fine. Okay. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I was in the middle of a dream, like something, something, it, it's just off. Yeah. So I lay yeah. back down <laughs> and in my periphery, I see like a little girl run past the door. No. I'm like, okay. Okay. No. Well, to the left of me is the bathroom. Uh-huh. The bathroom is completely enclosed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, you didn't see that. You didn't see that. <laughs> and then next Was that the I doorway know, she ran past? Yes. Was in the doorway uh-huh. of the bathroom. The bathroom. Well, then huh. next thing I know, she goes running back the other way. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, now the wall that she went running towards this time is the wall, is the outside wall of the building. So if you you can't run that way, physical Mm -hmm. people can't run that way. You really can't run the other way that she went because there's a, um, there was a shelves there for your towels. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? You need to be asleep anyway. So why don't you just go to bed? (laughs) So I'm laying on my back (laughs) and I, see somebody peeking around the corner now this oh is no the, the peeking the, the peeking, peeking is awful there was yeah, a lot yeah. of peeking that night so first there was a woman peeking around the corner well that's the doorway to the kitchen and the little dining area and mm-hmm. there she was very tall and thin and blonde and it was just you know oh i didn't know someone was here kind of peeking okay and then this chick is still running and i'm just like i what you're doing and I need you I, I really want you to leave I really want you to leave so I've got the woman peeking in yeah. the doorway I've got the random sense of dude shot himself and then I've got little toddler girl running back and forth yeah through the bathroom doorway so I roll There's over chaos. on my side okay when I roll over on my side now I'm facing the wall uh-huh. and I feel like there's somebody peeking up the bed no from the uh, side of the bed from the side of the bed the so this is yeah between there when there was enough room for you to always shimmy over there and, and make up the bed on that side so okay. it wasn't snug up against the wall there's enough room for you to get over there straighten up and then come back out mm-hmm. and i'm just like and this was another child so i've got two kids an adult woman and maybe some possible man who hasn't okay. really physically manifested but like that right, was right. the impetus of all of this stuff to go crazy. It's still raining. I was out. wondering, of course. Still yeah, raining. I was wondering if it was so. It wasn't the same kid that was running. It was a definitely a different. It was, a, it was another child. Again. Yes, and was peeking. Yeah. And none of them were like, ah, like we're coming, we're coming. Yes, all they were of just them curious. Were just, they were just curious. That's all. Um, because mine was a different energy, and then also now I'm starting to freak out. And so yeah. I roll over on my stomach because I just don't want to see anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) I roll over my stomach. I'm damn near like face down in the pillow. And I was just like, okay, Lord Jesus, I just want to go to sleep. That's all I want. They can stay if they want to, but I I just want to go to sleep. So however we can work this out, if there's a pause (laughs) in the activity, if I just sink into sleep, I don't really care as long as I don't yeah. die. Like I just, yeah. I want to be unconscious. <laughs> yes. 
It's a bit too overwhelming. And then to add insult to injuries, like, oh, you, you, add, you asking for relief now? I felt like somebody came down from the attic and is oh, just God. now like hovering above the bed. And so at this point, I'm like squeezing my eyes shut. I'm like yeah. literally pressing the side of my face into the pillow because this thing is coming. And again, it was never like oh my coming to get you, Carol Ann. It was just, right. you know, <laughs> I'm curious. Like you, you up the ante by actually praying and we've never yeah. had anybody yeah. do that before. So let me see what this is that's happening downstairs. And so that's all it was, was just another presence came down from above. Interesting. Well, the next thing I know, I felt just so, what my mother used to do um, would be, she never really stroked my entire head. She would just kind of drag her nails around my hairline. Oh, yeah. And that's what I felt. And oh, I just gosh. felt just a little bit of dragging right around the headline, hairline, but like that's also the side that was on the pillow. So there was oh, a wow. moment wow. where I was like, mm, I don't understand how this is happening because this is the side that I'm laying yeah. on. But you know what? Let me just go with it because yeah. I just yeah. asked Lord Jesus to put me to sleep and this is calming and relaxing to me. So let's just fall into that. Just lean into it, lean into it, Lakrita. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, next thing I know, I was asleep. That's amazing. It was terrifying. And so that, when I yeah. woke up the next morning, I immediately put my mother's picture back up on the wall. And the next time okay. it rained, I just put towels on top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Over the picture frame. I was like, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not, I'm not taking you down again. Because clearly, no. there's enough of your energy in this picture to keep yes. these people at peace. So let's just yes. leave you on the wall until I leave. Oh my gosh. So like you stayed, was, did you see anything again or did it, it all stop once you, okay. It all stopped so once your I mom, put a picture back on the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so from That's then very back sweet. on, it's, it's a really beautiful story. Cause it, and it's just, you know, I just love our relationship even now that she's gone. Yeah. Um, how involved we are still with each other, especially like yeah. with the dreams and then just like blatant signs and stuff like that. Um, it's yeah. very powerful to me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, I always make sure that I have at least a three by five <laughs> yes. image of yeah. her wherever yeah. I go, uh, especially when I was on the road. I always had a picture of her by the bedside. Excellent. Just, you yeah, know, that sounds like a good protection. idea. <laughs> yeah, you got to take what you can get. You know, it sounds like she's looking out for you. That's so sweet, though. Just yeah. the just the little like it's reassurance, little... like it's okay. Mm-hmm. You can go to sleep. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And so that has been the most of it. Like that was a concentrated moment. What was like one, two, three, four ish, four and a half. That's a lot. Presences. Yeah, Yeah, no, that was a lot. And so the the next day I did talk to somebody about it and they were like, oh. And then a couple of days later, they said, Well, this is probably what happened is that the attic leaked. And so mm-hmm. there was like a puddle of water just above my room, but then there was oh, also good. the thunderstorm. So all the electricity yeah. in the air and you know, water yeah. are they, they're very conductive of electricity, conductive of energy, thus allowing, yes. you know, things to kind of manifest a little stronger mm-hmm. than they normally do. So ah, and they sure did. They did. 
they did on that <laughs> night and they let me Okay, thank you, Lacrita. That was a great story. <laughs> um, really freaky, but great. Uh, thank you guys for joining. I know this was a very long episode, but it's I really am excited to share all these stories with you. I just think they're so good and they're so well told. And it's before Halloween. So again, you need all the spooky you can get. I hope you all have a very safe Halloween. Uh, don't do anything ridiculous like go to a bunch of parties Unless you have a full body hazmat suit and you're going as somebody from Outbreak or, you know, some other movie that ages me horribly. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.